everybody. Welcome to the First Timers Podcast Show, where we offer insight, tips, and advice for first-time or long-time home buyers, sellers, investors, and homeowners. I'm your host, Mikey T, personal home consultant, builder, investor, homeowner, and licensed real estate agent. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. So today, we are going to talk about the pros and cons of owning a a successful business and running it out of your home office. And I have a great guest. Um, I wish he was sitting next to me, but he's uh, via Skype. My man, Henry Kaminsky Jr. He is the owner of Unique Designs with a Z, www.uniquedesigns.net. You can follow him right now, and you probably already are. This guy's a beast on social at the brand doctor and his podcast. I think I looked up, you had 229 podcasts shows, uh, episodes up. Um, the brand doctor podcast, he's on all the platforms. So Henry, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you being here. Mikey, I appreciate you for having me and and giving me the shout and saying, Hey man, I would love to have you on the show, man. It's it's a pleasure. Now, ever since I uh, started following you on social, um, I know so many people do follow you on social. You just, I mean, your name, the unique designs, it's, it, you really do have a unique way of doing things. Um, and I don't really think you fake the funk. So many people are out there being brand ambassadors, brand whatever. And you look at their social pages and they have less followers than I do. And I'm no brand guy, but you know, if, if someone's telling me that they're going to help me build my brand awareness and they have, you know, 800 followers. I, sometimes it's it's a little difficult to take them at their word when they can't do it themselves. Yeah, but but, uh, yeah. but that I mean that's what brought me to uh, getting connected with you. And uh, we're also Monmouth County people ourselves. Yeah man. Um, so, yeah man. Grew up born, uh, grew up in Long Branch. Long Branch, New Jersey. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now it's hard to get you down this way, but it's it's all good, you know. <laughs> well, once the weather breaks, the once weather. it starts to get a little warmer, I'll Typical, be down at, you really I'm turned into a Benny. Village. You know that? You really turned into a Benny. <laughs> now you have to wait for <laughs> you want to be stuck in Friday traffic. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Before we get into uh sure. talking about the home office stuff, I want the the audience to learn a little bit more about you, about the brand doctor. Um sure. give us you know the cliff note version of of who you are and what you do. Sure. So uh, I started my my business 12 years ago as a freelance graphic designer. Um, it was a side hustle. I was working at Hackensack University Medical Center for eight years um, and was and was muscling my way up the ranks over there. I didn't get too far, um, but I, I landed a position at the Children's Hospital in the Sudden Infant Death Syndrome Center, and I was responsible of creating fundraising events for families who lost babies to sudden infant death syndrome in the state of New Jersey. So I had a unique role. I was able to raise the funds and then take that fund and spend it on those families. And so I always needed marketing materials and invites and flyers and and all of that stuff to uh, promote the events. And so I got bit by the graphic design bug. My buddy who uh, was helping me with an event that Z100 sponsored um, helped me put all the design work together for the for the, uh, event. And I just was enamored by design. And so I convinced my boss to buy me the Photoshop program. I started doing (laughs) all the Photoshop, uh, work in house and it was, the rest was history. So, uh, 
I did that for about two two years before I I quit the hospital, and then I finally spread my entrepreneurial wings and I flew, and it was the first year, just grinding twenty hour days a uh, uh, you know a week, uh, twenty hour yeah twenty hour days a week. You know, I, I, my, I poked my head up and my accountant was like, bro, you did $248,000 in revenue. Do you wow. even know? Yeah. And I was like, no, I had no clue. So that gave me the confidence to keep it moving. I knew I had a gift. I knew it was God given because like, you just don't, that just doesn't come to you like that. You Did, did you so, go to school for that? No, never. Not once. Never took one formal class. And, and so just continued to master my craft and learn from the best and uh, got to about f- five years in. Hurricane Sandy came in, blew me out of the water because a lot of my bigger clients got knocked down pretty bad. And when they restructured, they didn't want to – they brought everything in-house, so they sort of x me out. Um, I was big in the nightlife industry, so I was doing all the club flyers in the <laughs> in the tri-state area, and I was known for the quickest and the and the nicest designs. So I got older, started to get out of the scene, and started to get a little annoyed with the scene. It became a big rat race, so that that started to all unravel. So about five years in, I started to lose my pants, and uh, I I almost lost the business because wow. I just I was. I was 27, 28 years old. I was, my head was so far up my ass. I didn't know, you know, <laughs> I couldn't see. Um, and you know, nobody could tell me no, nothing, you know, and, uh, eventually that catches up to you. And, uh, unfortunately I, I lost a lot. I lost family. I lost friends. Um, I almost lost my wife. And then eventually I got myself back together and I said, things got to change. And so I started to work on the inside of me. Uh, and started to get that right, started to rewire some of my, my thoughts and how I was living life and got the business back up to, uh, over half a million dollars in revenue in, in just about 16 months. So that was cool. And then I lost it all again. I had my (laughs) first son (laughs) and I, I, I was not ready for fatherhood and it was nothing against them. It was me. I was, I'm I'm an only child and Parenting and, and and fatherhood is a huge, huge responsibility. Selfless. And so I went out and spent frivolously. And then I had a couple hard, hard months and uh, I was back in the red. And so I said, all right, I'm not, I can't do this again because this time my wife is going to leave <laughs> and, yeah. and it's not fair yeah. to my new, my newborn son, my, my family and so on. And so I really got my shit together uh, over the past, uh, say, 18, 19 months. And within that, uh, I did over a million dollars in revenue and just got awarded the the ClickFunnels 2 Comma Club Award, which for those folks probably listening, I have no idea what that is. But it, we use this software to really help generate leads and, and, and convert sales online. And uh, I have one particular strategy that has – grossed me over a million dollars in revenue, wow. 1.4 million. So congratulations. Um, so brother. nothing, nothing is, and I do it from my home, which is funny because <laughs> everyone's like, how do you like, that's not real. And I'm like, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So I've been working from home for since, since 2006, since you left, uh, since, Hack and Sack, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, there's a lot of ups and downs that come with that, and I think we could we can unpack some of that, you know, on the show. Yeah, definitely. And I I think um, 
the main thing that I, I, I get from your story is how when you start working on yourself, you end up improving. And I know I knew when uh, you and I had had a, had a consultation call and mm-hmm. and it, it like that. I think is the, the, the missing formula to a lot of people. Everyone tries to uh, figure out the logo, the design, this and that. And what makes you special um, is that you try to unpack the person first and then everything comes secondary. Um, but being that person, like, like, you know, everything that you've gone through, I think that it also lends itself to, you know, you put a lot on yourself and, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's easy to have those ups and downs and, and, uh, and it, it's hard when you're the one unpacking for everyone else who's unpacking for you. And I think if anyone's followed you, I, I follow you, uh, religiously. I'm, I'm a, I'm a brain doctor creep, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's important that, uh, and, and you put the message out there that you have coaches and you have people that you go to, to help, I think, do that unpacking for you because everyone needs, a therapist needs a therapist. You know, everyone needs someone to talk to. There's no end. I think everyone needs that ear and needs that help. And uh, it's, you know, the help you give for free alone online is is priceless. And um, I think I, I will speak for a lot of people by saying thank you for all, all that you put out there, all the great content and uh, and all, all, all the honesty. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Listen, I, one of the things that my, my mother used to say, God rest her soul, she used to say, you can't take it with you when you die. Yeah. So you, 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 you might as well let it go, <clears throat> you know? And, and so that's what I'm doing. And, and not to say that that's easy sometimes it's, it's getting easier, uh, because, you know, here's the thing, you know, uh, I come from a broken home. I come from, you know, a, a father who did his best to raise me the best he could. He worked for UPS for 33 years and he had four freaking jobs above that, you know, side hustles, doing oil changes because he was a yeah. mechanic. So, <clears throat> you know, he did the best he could, you know, but one of the things that I, I had a hard time learning and it really wasn't in my DNA for a very long time was this this understanding of serving, being a servant leader, doing things for people without expecting anything in return. And, you know, you and I come from a very similar culture where, you know, it's, I'll do this for you, but what are you going to do for me? Mm -hmm. And I grew up in those neighborhoods. I grew up in that family culture. And that is that is going to do you such a disservice when you get into entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship doesn't tolerate that entrepreneurship is give everything you have and just let the the the, the universe give it back to you when it's time yep. and you can't control that and so i had a really hard time growing up and in my in my early and even on these later entrepreneurial uh days of my life where I'm like, I don't know how to serve still. I don't know how to serve yet. So when I hear somebody like you say, dude, the, you know, the, the stuff that you give away for free online is just unbelievable. Like that tells me that like I have it in me. I just need to become more self-aware of it. And so I do more of it. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I'm really focusing on these days. And it's, I could see a huge difference just in the, my audience and and my business and how successful it's been over the past about 18 months definitely well i mean it, it's it's shown and uh 
And I, I know what you mean. Like even doing this podcast, you do a podcast and you don't get an ROI from it. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a labor of love pretty much just putting out content and, uh, the cost of a podcast really rests on your shoulders. You know, there, there's, there's things involved. And, um, and I, I started to learn that it's, it's more about just giving. And in return, this podcast alone is probably the first or second thing someone says to me now when they see me, you know? It, so even though I'm not, I, I don't know if someone's calling me to do a construction job or, or, or sell their home because of the podcast, but I know that this is, on the top of their brain when they see me, you know, it's top of mind. So I see the, the impact of just giving content, helping people without expectations. And, uh, that is one of the main things. I think a lot of people, if they start following you, they're going to see that. And I I mean, you, I'll I'll put you in the same boat as for me, as Gary V, um, You know, Jason Ciano, I started following him because of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, so many guys that give, just give, give, give. And I think that that is definitely the key and, and you're killing it, dude. Well, I appreciate that. And here's the thing, you know, <clears throat> if I was told once by one of my mentors, listen, if you want more of something, you have to give more of it. And it sounds so counterintuitive. What do you mean, Henry? And honestly, that is the truth. Like if you want more stress and aggravation in your life, then Continue to be that hothead. Continue to make everything a mountain out of a molehill. Continue to just be miserable, and you'll just get more of it. And 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 what I realized was, <clears throat> I really started to get into not this crazy woo woo stuff because some of the stuff <laughs> is just way over the top. I'm I'm not gonna lie, but I, I have read a lot and have been listening to a lot of podcasts around the law of attraction, and it, it is so true. If you just listen to some of the stuff. And, you know, you'll start to get goosebumps because like a lot of the stuff is, is true. And, and and so what I realized was like, yeah, you just got to put it out there. And the more, the more you carry around insecurities and ego, the more of that you're going to attract. And so that was something that, you know, I realized uh, recently, recently, honestly, recently was I had to let the ego go. And, you know, the truth is very, very simple. The truth is very, very simple. It's the ego that makes everything complicated. Yeah. And so if you remove the ego, it's funny. Everything gets easier. Well, at least in my life. And so, you know, I just say to myself every day, like, bro, you got nothing to be complaining about. Like, there's so many people worse off than you. Like, you have no you know, you have no reason to be thinking these, this way. Right. I, one of my coaches, he said to me, dude, you're like Pitbull without the Grammys. He's like, (laughs) he's like, how, like, what do you really have to be complaining about? And, and that just like hit me. I was like, he's so right. So like bringing more gratitude, bringing more appreciation into my life and, and being, and recognizing it, you know, it is changing my life and it's changing my business. And, you know, I, I, for all you folks out there that are working from home or you're, you, you have a side hustle right now and you want to turn it into an actual business that's sustainable and it will sustain a family in that. Listen, here's the thing. I, and this is so present because I was just telling my, 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 one of my team members, um, 
she was saying, I, I, I want to move out of Serbia because it's bad. Like it's getting rough. And I want to go to Norway because it's going to be a, a, an easier lifestyle. It's, and, and there's going to bring me more opportunity. And I said, okay. So she says, but I've been trying for like two years and I just get overwhelmed and I get upset and I get scared and I get, I get all of these feelings. Right. And I said, okay. And you could see in her voice and, 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 and in her face, how flustered she was getting. And I said, here's what we need to do. One, you got to take a deep breath and slow down. Okay. If Mike, if you saw the way I eat, Right. I mean, I'm like a gavon. Like I eat like two minutes, it's gone. Yeah, me too. You know, and 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 the problem with that is is one, you that carries over in other parts of your life. Okay. So every so I'm it's a practice. My wife is 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 teaching me this, but she's like, You gotta slow down when you eat because look at what your son's doing. He's the same way. <laughs> so he's just he's just soaking up what I'm doing. Sure. But the same thing happens in our lives. We are so quick to do the next thing or want to get the next thing done. And we are so focused on the next thing. And, and we don't take a second to slow down and enjoy the present. And because that's what life is, it's the present. So I didn't know that this was going to be this whole personal development <laughs> episode today, but a, a lot of my success is brought by developing myself. And so sure. what I told my teammate, my team member was this, I said, listen, the focus that you have is right underneath your nose. You just gotta stay focused. And if Norway is your North Star, then you have to keep your eye on that North Star at all times and just go right at it full bore, all right? The, the, I said, so it's a stepping stone. You have to do little steps here and there. It's not big monstrous moves. It's little steps here and there, here and there. But eventually that's gonna pull momentum behind you and it's going to all of a sudden one day it's going to click and boom you're going to be in Norway. Yeah. I said so here's what I want you to do. Remember that it's one step at a time. I didn't build a seven figure business working out of my home overnight. It took me close to 13 years to get to there. Okay? Yeah. I said but you know when you know it's over? When you stop stepping. Mhm. Mm so don't stop stepping because it's one at a time. And you could see she got a big knot in her throat and she, <laughs> you could see the red the eyes started to well up and, and she just got it. Like we just felt each other at that moment. And, and she said, I won't. And I said, okay, good. And she's like, well, I got 15 other questions to ask you. I said, <laughs> well, we, we got to go because I, I got a podcast with Mike. <laughs> but I said, but, but that – so that's what we need to understand. Like – we all got to start somewhere. Yeah. We all got to keep our eyes on the prize and we just got to keep going. Listen, I almost lost my ass twice. Like didn't go bankrupt, but there was no money in the bank. Yeah. Right. And I said, I will find my way out of this come hell or high water. Yeah. And just believing that I was able to do it. I, I, I'm a, I agree a hundred percent when, uh, my wife and I, we were going, we lived in a condo and we wanted to buy a house and there was really no way, there was no feasible way on paper that we could buy a house. And to this day, we still joke around. And I say, well, you just have to believe. And she goes, all right, I'm going to yell at the window. I want a house. And I said, all right, well, whatever you got to do. <laughs> Listen, we got a house in the neighborhood we wanted. 
our kids are in the school district we wanted. And it it definitely is all from the belief that you can do it. And, uh, you know, that, I believe in that 100%. You are what you put out there. And um, and if you if you want to believe you could do it, you could do it. I mean, no one knows what that final end result is. You know, right. I, I see with people that are looking to buy homes, you know, they they get frustrated when they don't win the offers and stuff like that. And I go, listen, maybe that's not the house, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't believe that you're going to get a house. Like just right. believe that you're going to find the house and we will find the house. You know, right. it might not be that house, but don't lose hope because you lost that offer. Right. You, know, you have to keep that attitude out there. You have to believe it's going to happen. Um, in construction, when we're doing, you know, in the middle of construction, everyone's stressed out. You know, kitchen's messed up. Everyone's worried, is this going to work out? You know, what do you mean you just found out this wall is rotted? We need to fix it. It's going to get done. It's going to be finished. And in the end, you're going to love the outcome. But you just have to believe it's going to happen and you, you have to just hold true to it. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was there was a like last year was probably a record breaking year for me. I only work with eight clients and I made more money that last year than I did in all the consecutive all the past years only working with eight clients. Right. And so I, I was I was texting my dad and I was like, dad, because I every time I would I would close a big deal, I would send them a screenshot. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and he would, he would, he'd always, congratulations, good work, blah, 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 right? So I said, why do you think that this is happening? Like, why do you think that this is finally coming to fruition? And he wrote back experience. And I said, <clears throat> okay, I, I could agree with that. And so I wanted to take that a step further. So I shared the same story with my mentor because we meet once a month. And I told him that story and he said, experience is some of it. I think experience is, is part of it, but not all of it. He said, what I think it is, is belief. Yep. You now believe with the experience that you have under your belt, that you are able to tackle these, these high, <laughs> these very expensive projects. And you're able to do it now with your eyes closed. And when he said that, it was like, whoa, He's onto something here. <clears throat> and then I started to really dive deep into, you know, developing myself because, you know, I work with solopreneurs. I work with consultants, speakers, coaches, you know, that that have established business. I work with small businesses too, but it it comes down to I'll give you a funny example. So I work with a garden center up in uh West Orange. Right. Mom and pop shop been around for a hundred years. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're getting they're, they're The past few years, they were getting beat up because, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's and, sure. you know, these mom and pop shops are just closing left and right. And so they've been he's been adamant about using social media and, and email marketing and all of that. So I've been helping them for the past three years put together their campaigns. And he's took he's took a snapshot of a Facebook video that he put on his fan page for the garden center. It got like 3,000 views, 287 comments. It was – and he goes, dude, the engagement is insane. And it was just him in front of one of his box trucks with one of his workers and they were playing a game because I told him, you got to gamify this stuff. You got to interact with your audience. You got to get them involved. Otherwise, you're, you're going to hear crickets. So they did this guessing game, how many flowers are in, this, in the back of the truck and whoever gets closest wins, blah, 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 right? And I said, Artie, you have one of the biggest personalities in the state of New Jersey, aside from me. I said, 
you're not leveraging that. People aren't buying your flowers. They're buying you yep. first. And he, you could hear like a pin drop after I told him that. And he was like, oh, man, well, this summer's going to be fun then because I, I have some things up my sleeve. And this guy's a really <laughs> animated, funny guy. I, he goes, I got some things up my sleeve that's really going to really going to change things around here. And I said, do it. So I'm at, you know, when people ask me what business are you in, we just don't design people's businesses and brands. We're designing people's lives. Yep. And that means a lot to me. No, nah, dude, I swear like, uh, if anybody listening, you have to go follow the brand doctor. You're going to see, this isn't just some bullshit. He's saying all on my podcast. Um, I mean, <laughs> It really is what you put out there, and um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to reel us back into uh, <laughs> tr tr just try to keep us on time. But, <laughs> yeah, I got about ten minutes, yeah. and then I gotta then I gotta run. All right, so we're gonna keep this pretty quick. Um, but he does all of this out of his house. Um, there there are some things that I think a lot of people uh, definitely struggle with when um, working out of their home. I think, uh, you know, I, it, it happens to me, like, how do you deal with distractions yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and not only distractions, but you know, when you're at home, so I have, I have a co-working space that I, I've used. And when you're at a, when you're in a, in an office environment, you know, you have let, I, I mean, the distractions are work related. Most of the time you have collaboration, you have all this other stuff. So, so how do you deal with the distractions the, the not having people around you to collaborate just by looking over and saying, Hey, John, what's up? Uh, you yeah. know, how do you have the self discipline to, yeah. to do all of that? Yeah, it's great. That's a great question. So a couple of things I'll tell you is this one is you got to set boundaries up front. Okay. So you got to set boundaries with clients and you also got to set boundaries with your, with, with your family. Okay. So, you know, my wife knows from nine to about five. So I try to keep it as real as, as, as a, as a going to a nine to five job as I can keep it. But just, I only have a 15 second commute instead of a 40, <laughs> right? So nine to five, she knows I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty locked up and that's my time to work right now. Shit happens. You know, I, you know, baby gets sick at school. We got to go get them. Right. So, you know, I'll have to just rearrange the schedule, but Setting, setting those boundaries up front and having clear expectations for your family and your clients has gone such a long way. So for example, I had to, I had to kill a couple, couple, um, strategy calls with clients, um, one day because little guy was sick. And so I, I, it was that day I had to cancel the call. Now I'm conscious of people's time and, va and value it and it sucked, but you know, I told them, listen, little guy's sick. I have to, I have to step up here. And they were like, Dude, do what you got to do. Yeah. Like that just helps us. Like now I can do a couple of things that I needed to do. Right. So like clear expectations, setting clear boundaries. That's, that's definitely what needs to be done. As far as interacting and collaborating, I've struggled with that for a long time, Mike. And that was one of the things that I, I, I was like, oh, well, that's not my strong suit. Well, I changed it. So I am very vocal on social media on multiple platforms and that is my outlet. Yeah. Like yeah. that is where I get the collaboration. That's where I get the 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 two-way communication. 
Um, the other thing I do is I try to involve myself in, in communities that are, that are uh, of like-minded folks. So for example, I have a client, I have a copywriter that works for me and I just, I met this digital marketer guy through a Facebook group one day and we all sort of came together. Well, the one, the one guy, my client came to me and he's like, I'm trying to put this little mastermind group together. Nothing big, three, four people at most, but I want like somebody who has a different skill set to fill that seat. Right. So we went through it and we were like, okay, we need a brander. We need a mindset guy. We need somebody who's really good with the copy. We need like a digital marketer. So I recommended these three folks and we all came together and now we meet every other week and we've been doing it for freaking six months already. I can't believe how long it's been. Yeah. So that helps fill that void. It helps fill that void tremendously. And even though it's virtual and one of the guys lives freaking 20 minutes away, (laughs) it, it is, it, it helps with that, with like just getting that perspective, that getting those blind spots removed. That's why when people, I was poo pooing consulting and therapy for so many years because I was like, can't tell me anything. (laughs) And then I realized how important it is to get that outside perspective because, so I work in the personal branding space and personal branding is, is this, it's the crossroad between how you see yourself and how other people see you. And when the gap is super wide, that's when people struggle the most. But when that gap is super thin, that's when they have the most success because they're showing up the way their audience sees them. And that was the huge difference over the past 18 months, right? I used to wear the $5,000 Canali suits to make myself feel successful, right? I went out and bought a stupid car when I shouldn't have to make myself feel successful. And then I realized that happiness comes from within and I shed all of, I shed all that shit. And that, don't get me wrong, I got my nice car still and I live in my beautiful house and also this and I like my stuff, but that doesn't determine my happiness and it doesn't determine my success. And that is what people need to realize, especially in this neck of the country. Definitely, definitely. And and how do you handle the self-discipline of, you know, even though you say nine to five, it, it's hard to sometimes make that trek down the hallway for the <laughs> nine to five because, you know, as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs deal with loneliness as it is a lot of times because yeah. you're within your own head. Now you're work, work, working in an environment that you're by yourself, yeah. you know, and, and your connection. A lot of times my connection is like yourself, the cell phone, Instagram, doing live streams, doing posts. Um, mm-hmm. So h- like, how do you deal with that aspect when you wake up in the morning, you know, knowing that, okay, you're just going into your den, your dungeon, like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not like when you walk into a building and it's a, Hey Cheryl, good morning. How's your family? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. boom. Like I, I got to do like, it's really a lot of self-motivation. Right? Yeah. It, 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 I think that it is not for everyone. Um, I, I, I remember when I first became my own boss, I dude, Mike, I remember it was like as yesterday, you know, it was the, it was the first day I didn't have to get dressed and drive to the hospital. I was like, Holy shit, this is weird. Like (laughs) this feels really weird. I spent the first 18 months working in sweatpants. I must've gained about 25 pounds. And I said, we're not working in sweatpants anymore. And so I started getting dressed to go to my office that was in my house. Right. 
and I lost 25 pounds because the jeans didn't fit anymore. And then they <laughs> finally fit. Right. So, so that was step one, but I treated my home office like it was an office that I drove to. And that was just in my head. I, I wish I could give you a better answer. No, but, but that's it true. was just, it was just yeah. in my head. Like you need to treat this like a business. This isn't a side hustle. This isn't, this isn't a joke. This is what puts food on the table and keeps the lights on. So you need to treat it like a business. And so you have to start from there. You got to get dressed in the morning. You got to get up. You got to put your agenda together. You got to plan for the week. You got to get out there and do those things that you need to do. Now, on occasion, I like to get out and you know, you mentioned before we got online, you know, I, I go to the city a lot because a lot of my clients fly in for a few days and, you know, they want to meet me in person for once. And so I'll, I'll make the schlep out there. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm part of the Meadowlands Chamber of Commerce, one of the biggest chamber of commerce in the state and the most active and engaged. I did that on purpose. It fits my personality. Yeah. So I do a lot of events. We have a great event coming up May 8th at the Venetian in Garfield. It's called the Millennials Mastermind, uh, the, Meadowlands, the Meadowlands Millennial Mastermind, M3 we're calling it. And it's going to be me and another millennial who's just crushing it. And we're going to get up and we're going to talk to about 100 people about entrepreneurship yeah. and, and, and building your career, whether it's entrepreneurship or up the corporate ladder. And, uh, cause I have, ex we both have experience in both. And so we're just going to let that rip, but you got to look for those opportunities and, and grab them, but you got to treat it like it's serious. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get washed away. Yeah. And, and how did you handle, uh, telling your wife, Hey, listen, this space is now going to be mine. <laughs> like, how was that conversation? You know, cause that that's another thing I, especially when people are buying a home, they're trying to figure out what room is going to be their office. Am I going to yeah. take the basement? Am I going to take a, you know, a den and turn it into my, my suite, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, was that a, a hard conversation to tell not your for wife? wife, not for wifey, because it's funny. She has her home office upstairs. So, <laughs> so we both work from home oh, and, wow. and it was a little bit easier, but I remember, I remember when we were looking for homes, um, we, the first thing that we looked for, and, and this is where she was very, uh, supportive. Um, she would say, well, where's your office going? Like, so she would, she would yeah. be the one that bring that. It was always in the back of my mind, like, yeah. or top of my mind, like, where's my office going in this house that we're about to buy. Right. Or potentially going to buy. So she was very supportive in that end where she was like, all right, where do you want your office to be? Where do you see your office to be? Because that's where you make money. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it needs to be comfortable. It needs to be right. And so, you know, this is, this is a really big home office, but, um, um, that's, that's how I did it. I mean, Mike, everything that happened in my life up until this point, 38 years has been a blessing. Even the, the hardest times and the saddest times of my life, they've all been blessings. And that's the way I look at it. And there's no reason where am I going with this? The point that I wanted to make was this. There's always a way out. There's always a way to make it happen. Yep. Like I, I don't sit down or I don't lay down easy. And when things get hard, you just got to get back up and get after it again. And I think that's where I saw my father. That's where I saw my uncle. That's where I saw some other 
people that played a huge part of my life. Uh, that's where I got that bit by that bug. And, you know, a home office isn't going to deter me from making the changes in people's lives that I want to make. And, you know, you can laugh all day long that I work out of a home office or I'm not corporate or I'm not legit enough, right? Bro, numbers don't lie. Yep. No, so, absolutely. So to wrap this up real quick, mm-hmm. what advice could you give somebody that is, you know, looking to to take the leap from working in maybe a small office space and they're saying, F it, I'm spending money on a space. I think I'm going to go and just do this thing at home. So like what type of advice would you give that person that's looking to make the leap into having their business based out of their house? Okay. So one is you got to plan ahead, right? And you really got to make, you got to make the space. So again, big shout out to my wife. She comes in here and she decorates this this office and made with the plants and the she's got an eye for design and like she's got everything that that I could like just makes it very very comfy. So plan ahead and ask yourself where am I going to put this office? What does it need to feel like so that I can do my best work? Okay. So I'm a, I'm a clean, like, I'm not a clean freak, like Howie Long. Uh, no, no, not Howie Long. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, but, like, but like, you know who I'm talking about. Howie Mandel. Yeah, Howie Mandel. Yeah. But like, I got to, I, uh, my shit's in order here, right? So yeah. any, any clutter, I, I freak out, right? So like, you got to, you got to figure all that out first and then you got to make it happen. And then you have to say to yourself, what are, what are my expectations of myself and my family and my clients? And what are the boundaries that I need to make up front and set up front so that there's no miscommunication and there's no, there's no question. Right. And then you just got to get off your ass and do it and yeah. just, and just make it happen. Dude, that That is great advice. Henry, I, we, we could talk for hours. I, I love talking with you. Um, but I know you got to go, yep. and um, and we are definitely going to meet up again. But where can people find you? Where where do you want people to follow you? Give us some information so so everyone listening knows where to get in touch with you. Yeah, it's super easy. So the, the website unique designs with a Z at the end, not an S. dot net. Uh, there's the brand dr on Instagram, and then if you just went to YouTube and hit the brand, just just search the brand doctor, you'll I'll come right up. Um, those are my, those are my three major places. You can find me. You can find me on Facebook, Henry Kaminsky Jr. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Again, I got all the, I got all the bases covered. <laughs> you better uh, your branding guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I better. Right. Um, but that's where you can find me and, and, and don't be shy. If you, if, if you heard this podcast and you want to reach out, drop me a DM or a PM or an email, you know, um, I'd be happy to, to meet you and, and, um, learn what you got going on and see if I could help. Awesome, man. Well, Henry, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you all that you've shared. I definitely, once again, I appreciate all that you, you share with everybody on a daily basis. And, uh, I think in my life, a lot of times when I'm coming to a point where I'm, maybe I'm losing a little focus, I constantly think of our conversation of saying, where if you're not focused <laughs> like it's it's yeah. always in my head and i yeah. mean something that simple of a of a of a two second word that you said to me it, it definitely sticks in my head and and anytime i'm i'm feeling a little foggy i know i have to to really back in and uh and and i appreciate you know 
that is had a has have i mean it's it's had a very big impact on me so thank you so much mike i appreciate that dude you don't know what that does and makes me feel as a person and you know it 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 People, we need more Mikey Timpanis in the in the in the world. So you know, keep doing what you're doing. I've seen you grow exponentially since the first time we spoke, and I cannot wait to see what the future brings for you, dude. You're doing some great things. So keep up the good work. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show. My name is Mikey T. Michael Anthony Timpani, as my mama named me. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Home Advisor Pro. And follow my two companies at THS Home Advisors and at FTJ Builders Inc. Celebrating 20 years this year. A huge milestone for uh, my brother and myself. You can find all the links to the websites on our social sites. Please leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Google Play. Share and subscribe to our weekly podcast. Message us with any questions or topics you would like to hear about. And if you're a professional that could bring some value to the show, please contact me. Together we can learn and grow. I like to end the show with a quote. Um, This is from Eric Thomas. I love this guy. This guy's a beast. Um, And I love his book. If you don't know Eric Thomas, definitely look him up. Don't make a habit out of choosing what feels good over what actually is good for you. God bless everybody and have an amazing week.